everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're continuing with some trending topics. A lot has happened this past week. Um, we're going to be going over some trending topics, um, answering some questions from Reddit, um, and we'll see what more we have in store. But before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. So we had a busy week this past week, I guess. Uh, I saw Maggie a lot, two days in a row, new record, because we decided to have what was called Jacolden, Jicholas, um, I don't know, whatever Jordan and Nicholas's couple name is, I guess, because they wanted to have some kind of joint birthday party and to work around Maggie's schedule because she does work on the weekends. We split it up into two days. So on Friday, we went to a Korean fried chicken place where we all got together. On Saturday, we went to Dave and Buster's. Originally, we went for this giant tailgate tower, which is like a giant tower of alcohol. And it was like on their menu online and everything at the location. We get there and they're like, actually, we don't have any of that stuff due to COVID. It's like, why not take it off of your online menu that is easily updatable and avoid this from happening? But <laughs> yeah, it was still fun. So what did you have going on this week? Um, so it's not me, but it's my alma mater, McMaster University. Um, I don't know if people have seen it recently, but in the news, um, okay, so they have this thing called homecoming. I, I don't I don't know if I need to explain it, but just in case, um, homecoming is like what you have when your university has like the first football game of the year. And there's usually like a huge like drinking party. Like everyone, I don't know if everyone actually watches the football games, but everyone just drinks and it, drinking starts very early in the morning. So McMaster was like, oh, COVID, we're not going to do homecoming. And instead the students decided to unofficially have their own homecoming. So 5,000 students were involved in this and they flooded the streets and they had parties everywhere. And um, I guess it like got out of nowhere, but they end up flipping over this poor girl's car and the girl didn't find out until like she saw the post that like someone's like white vehicle was pushed on whatever street. And she was like, holy shit, that's my car. She was out of town for that weekend. It was a first year university student. She had saved up to buy that car to... I guess, like, go to school and everything. And that just sucked. Um, and I think they ended up arresting, like, seven people. And my TikTok was flooded with, like, McMaster homecoming videos. Like, there was a sign that said, do not pee here. And this guy, like, decided to pee there anyways. And a cop, like, tapped him on the shoulder and was like, bro, what? There's a, there's a sign here. You purposely went. Like, urinating in public, I think, is, like, that gets you on the sexual offenders list in the U.S. anyways. I don't know if that does here. But still. But yeah, McMaster, what what happened? Guys, you're not a party school. We're nerds. Why do you do that? I wouldn't necessarily say you're nerds. I mean, the only other instance of flipping cars at university, I think, happened at Queens like a few years back. So now McMaster's on that list. But I don't know why you would need to flip a car. Like, how drunk do you get there? You're like, I need to flip this car over right now. Oh, so actually, they somehow got, like, security footage or something, or, like, they got a video, and now, like, the Hamilton police have posted the one guy's picture, like, everywhere. <laughs> it's the poor guy. I mean, not poor him, but he's, like, the sole guy, and he looks like a typical Chad. Um, I don't mean to, like, stereotype him, but that's what you get for flipping a car. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of funny, because there's, like, ten people involved in this, but it's just the one guy they could, like, get a face on, and their strategy is, like, if we get him he's gonna he's gonna snitch out the other ones i mean that's kind of fair i doubt like this guy has any loyalties to any of the other nine people involved or what if he was so drunk he doesn't remember anyone's name <laughs> that would suck yeah should should we post this picture too like <laughs> yeah I, i'm kind of worried though because this like a lot of weird things have been going on since everyone's been going back to school like this is not the purge, guys. What is happening? Like, Western, Guelph, McMaster. Like, this, we're only in October. All these bad things keep happening. Yeah, it's like people are doing all the crime that they didn't do for the past, like, year and a half. Or they just, like, don't know how to act in public anymore. And all form of, like, social decency, moral code is just out the window. Yeah. 
It's it's the purge. Anyways, um, who is your beef or crush of the week? So I've been waiting to tell Maggie about this for so long. Since last Thursday, it is Tuesday. I mean, it's not that long, but like, okay. Let me paint you the picture to first get your opinion on this before I soil it with my opinion. There is a cashier who is responsible for cashing people out um, at a university. This cashier takes two students' cards, student IDs, and could not figure out which was which or whose was whose student cards to give back to these two guys. Uh, these two guys are both half Asian, but they don't look anything alike. Is this a form of racism? A little bit. Like, expand on your thoughts. Uh, ooh, this is gray area. Um, okay, so instinctively, I wanted to say racist. But now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, I'm kind of face blind sometimes too. Like if I don't have my glasses, but I guess if you're, maybe she was just kind of flustered. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and think she was just flustered and like didn't have the time to like give back IDs to who. Oh, but I don't know. Like, would you have this problem if it was like two white guys? I'm going to say a little bit racist. I, I'm giving a cop-out answer. I think it's a little bit racist. What yeah. I think it is like a microaggression. But I did have this argument with an unnamed person. It was Jordan, wasn't it? <laughs> it, wasn't, it was an unnamed person. Oh, no, Jordan. This unnamed person did not sign a release form. I'm not allowed to mention this unnamed person on... Okay the podcast okay Jordan. (laughs) this unnamed person um their argument was very much so giving them the benefit of the doubt so they did go in the same direction that you did where they're like what if they're just face blind like they just can't tell people apart at which point i replied well this is kind of her job like her job every single day is to look at student id cards and hand back student id cards i mean like and cashing people out Mm-hmm. all part of her job description so why is it that she had trouble this time then the unnamed person was like maybe this was just uh their internalized like racism where they grew up in a very racist household and they are constantly trying to fight against their upbringing and they don't want to be racist but sometimes this might come out and manifest this way and i'm like why do you need to create this sad ass backstory for this random person (laughs) when you could just admit that it is a microaggression that you don't know if this would have happened if this was two white males and or like i don't know a white male in a asian i don't know i'm just saying it why are we giving this person the benefit of the doubt? Like, why are we saying that this is okay? Like, yes, I will admit that if this was her first day on the job, if she just really is face blind and she just really couldn't tell and she never is able to tell, sure, that's fine. Sorry, that sucks for her because that's part of her job and I feel like she'd have a lot of trouble doing her job. But outside of that, it is racist and it is i wouldn't go like it it might have not been malicious but i think it in some form it was a microaggression and a form of like internalized racism but it's like what i didn't like is that we are constantly giving people the benefit of the doubt saying like oh it couldn't have been racist and it's like i guess living in a more privileged world that you don't seem to like call people out you're just like oh it's a silly mistake which is basically what um so the person one of the half asian males in the story the way that he told it to me was that oh it was just a silly mistake like i don't think there was anything malicious of it and i think Mm -hmm. the best of people and i'm like 
that's great. I think you have a great outlook in the world. But me, the cynical person that I am, don't agree with you. <laughs> and I think we should start calling more people out on that so they can start fixing that their behavior. Because I, it is small. Like, you don't know, really. But at the same time, it's like, uh, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely see your point. But I also see, like, the guy's point, too. Like, he... He does want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, maybe... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one. Because usually, like... I'm not the type of person to call it microaggressions and stuff when it happens to me. But then afterwards, I always think about it. And I feel like I always regret it. And I'm like, but if I do this, then they're just going to do it to someone else. And then I'm just, like, letting it happen. I'm, like, a bystander towards racism. Like, how will they know that they're being kind of racist? So, yeah, you're right. Okay, if someone had mixed up the IDs like me and you, like me and you were the half Asian boys in this situation, would you call them out? I think it it's hard because it depends on the situation. Because I am in that situation now, I can see what it's like firsthand. And I mm -hmm. think like part of me is like I want to, but in the situation, like I don't know if I would. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's hard. Like I can say it can spell all this like Oh, social justice and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But when push comes to shove, like, I don't I don't know if I'm going to do it because it just doesn't affect me that greatly. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it kind of sucks. Like, what the hell, man? But I may never see this person again. I yeah. yeah. But I just think it's like it's like more of like a privileged point of view to give to think that like people are not actively racist. Or that it they're is. consciously racist. I think it's interesting that you're right, that there is such an elaborate backstory that went into it. And I think people, I think calling someone a racist is like very, like it has a lot of like, like heavy depth. Mm -hmm. Like no one wants to be accused of being a racist and no one wants to like blindly accuse someone of being racist. So I guess the person was just like ultra sensitive to that. Maybe they've been in that situation before this unnamed person who did not sign the release paper and maybe he was just saying that he he or she grew up in a very white neighborhood or white place and also had to overcome some internalized racism that's fair and i think it's and i think it's like one day i do want to talk about this like on the pod but just i guess the difference like experiences growing up with being like an Asian person versus like someone who is white yeah so that was kind of my I guess beef of the week where not really beef I kind of just wanted to get your opinion on it I didn't like I wanted to see if I was overreacting um to kind of the situation like if it was like an immediate like hate response that was brought up by the situation like maybe i was just like too cynical and it's like okay i, I can i can see where you're coming from and i might have been too rash especially because like when you put me into that situation I'm like oh yeah you're right you might not do it either i know like growing up people would always get me and sally mixed up like teachers would they would just openly say to our face like i literally cannot tell you two apart like how does everyone else do it and i was like like, I always thought about that comment, and she said it so many times that I was like, I wish I could have gone back in time and told her off. Because this is a teacher, and this was, like, pretty, like, late into high school, too. So, this was strange. It's hard because it's, like, they have such an like, because you're so powerless in school, like, it, you calling them out is just not going to end well for you. Yeah. Like, the off small chance that they're like hmm like she's right like i should be reflecting on my behavior is like so small the alternative which is probably going to happen is that they're going to say i hate this person like yeah. they called me out on my stuff mm -hmm. i'm totally not racist like they'll probably have more of like a um aggressive response rather than one one that comes from understanding and i think this is, goes back to that book that you're talking about where it's like um like think fast something slow or something oh thinking fast and slow yes that 
I always think that people treat me better when I go out with Jordan. I get a little bit of that too, right? Okay, I thought I was going crazy. And I've said this out loud and Jordan's like, no way. Well, like, obviously he will not know this because he has probably lived with this his entire life. And it might just be because he looks friendly and approachable and people generally tend to like him because I compare him to a golden retriever. <laughs> but it's, I've definitely like noticed, like, especially in the beginning, um, like people are just like, sir, like people who are like, uh, what are they frontline workers they're like just generally nicer you go to a restaurant people are nicer to you like be people just seem to be more accepting and it's like is it because he's white or is it because it's an interracial relationship that people are like hmm, like oh so open-minded yeah i i'm so glad you said this out loud because i had noticed this for the past like few months however that me and nick have been we didn't go out actually a lot when we were dating but now like we go out quite a bit and I, I can't like pinpoint exactly what it is that gets me treated better, but it's like, I want to say the quicker service almost. Like people are more attentive to me. Like they don't just like take their time and dismiss me, I guess. I, I don't know what it is exactly, but wow, that's that's very interesting. Yeah, we, we should dig deeper into that and see. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do some research into this. This is so weird. I'm going to try to pay more attention to yeah i think it's because it's like been so long that i've mostly kind of like not noticed it as much anymore but it's definitely like i've noticed it a lot in the beginning and i brought mm -hmm. it up to even jordan and jordan was like oh i oh <laughs> people are just always nice to me mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> perks of being a white man <laughs> yeah and Sometimes, like, like I'm always usually the one that, like, speaks. I'm the one that orders. I'm, like, I tend to be the person, like, who I know what I want. Um, so I, I speak. and But they still always kind of, like, directed at him and mm -hmm. not necessarily at me, even though I was the one who spoke first. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Why? <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad I finally <laughs> got that out. Uh, I'm so <laughs> glad you – man, I'm going to be thinking about this, too. Nick, we're going to have a conversation about this. I was... What's he... Sorry, was, go on. I was thinking, like, maybe it was because he's, like, really tall, or... Mm, he's not even that tall, but he's, like, still, like, a little bit taller than me, so maybe he gets, like, more attention. And he is, like, handsome, so maybe, like, that's just, like, gets people's attention. Am I not I handsome? See. Am I short and ugly? <laughs> you guys are equally as attractive. <laughs> um, it... It'd be interesting to see if he has, like, kind of the same response that Jordan did. Where it was like, oh, I've never noticed. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so I have, like, I'm not going to get into this, but it's like a TMI thing, you know, my own personal health. And I said to my doctor's office, I said, hey, um, like, I know you guys have, like, a female doctor and staff. Like, this is what my mom had asked when we had transferred to this new family position. My mom had asked, like, if there's anything, like, my daughter and I are uncomfortable, can we re uh, request a female doctor? They said, yes, absolutely, no problem at all. So today I called in, requested a female doctor, and they said, uh, no, it doesn't work like that. You have to stay with your family doctor, your male family doctor. And I was like, uh, I'm kind of, I would be more comfortable with a female doctor for this situation. And they said, well, it's nothing your male doctor hasn't seen before. And I was like, what? Why would you why would you say that to me and i just like kind of froze and i was like okay well it's just my preference it's what i'm more comfortable with and they said well there's nothing we can do about that and i was like all right uh i guess book me in for my appointment then and i i just have so many questions and so much beef with this reception this was a female receptionist too or female whatever person at the front but I don't know who to to face my aggression toward. The receptionist? Like, do I call her out tomorrow about this? Do I change family doc? I really want to change family doctors. Man, I do not like my family doctor. Um, I feel like he does not take my health concerns seriously. And I have to, like, keep pushing for things. And he's still like, no, no, no. You don't need to do this. So, yeah. 
So like, if anyone knows a good family doctor, hit me up. You also need to know where you live, though. Um, DM me. <laughs> uh, yeah, she'll tell you yes or no, depending. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like. I know. Like, it's it is shitty of the receptionist to kind of like dismiss you like that and it like but i guess the other side is like she probably goes through this a lot and like it was shitty for the other person to have promised you things that doesn't seem to be the case the status quo of Mm -hmm. this like this doctor's office place um so i guess like some aggression there like if you can find that person again i'm sure like be able to help you out a little bit maybe um yeah i've been debating on if i want to confront them but i'm like you know what nothing's gonna happen from this i still don't like my family doctor either way so i guess i'll just like let it slide yeah i think the issue like that you're talking about with your like family doctor is like a thing that's been happening a lot and like it's not new unfortunately we're women just get dismissed for literally all of the pain that they have where they're always like oh it's not that bad like you like even grace has like is starting to talk about this now too where um like you could go in with like so much pain and it could be like endocrinitis or like anything like just like things that you need like treatment for like a diagnosis for and everything but they're like no it's just period pain or they'd be like oh like are you pregnant are you sure you're not pregnant but you're pregnant right oh my gosh yeah i'm i'm finding more like the older i get the more i hate doctors i'm so sorry if you're a doctor listening um maybe you're the exception to the rule but just like from my experience from like so many people around me like very few people have had good experiences with doctors and i think the people in question like the people who i talk to are girls and I and yeah, it goes back to like people always dismiss girls' concerns. I think, and maybe it's like the Canadian healthcare system is kind of letting us down a little bit. And women's health just means so little to everyone else. I mean, guys very rarely go to the doctor. Mm. Actually, no. Nick has had a lot of trouble too getting like specialists and everything. A lot of problems there. He can join the girl side. <laughs> I think it's like a general issue too like i do think women are dismissed more for their symptoms but i think like definitely like obviously like men experience it too mm-hmm. and i there is this thing where it's like black women are like even more so oh, God. dismissed yeah. for like they're like so many people have died giving birth because like their issues have been dismissed and so many of them have been preventable and it's so sad and it's Systematic racism and sexism. Ugh, the two evils combined. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Aww. that's my that's my beef. Um, I'll Aww. get over it. But I, th- this is the it's the issue of like you shouldn't have to get over it. Yeah, like it it should be that you deserve a good family doctor, and it's like you deserve to be treated like a person and have your concerns <laughs> be. <laughs> uh noticed and acted upon yeah okay let's talk about squid games okay so i haven't watched squid games so i'm going to hand it all over to you oh my god okay so to give you guys the tldr it's basically think of hunger games and saw i think that's a good like description of it so basically um it takes place in korea um there's a bunch of people out there who are in severe debt um we don't know what it is maybe gambling they have some sort of problems they encounter this random person who is like hey play this game with me um if you win i will give you money um and if like you do not win then you pay with your body aka i get to slap you and it's this like very popular like south korean actor like super famous like they spent their budget on this guy they spent their budget on two guys actually who are like really well known in korea and who one of them made it to like the u.s too but i'm not gonna spoil who it is so anyways, so uh, you eventually like win this envelope game and the guy is like, hey, this was easy for you, right? If you want to continue playing games and winning money, call this number here. So then 456 people, this is aggressive pyramid scheme recruiting, 456 people 
call this number. They get gassed. They get brought to this remote island. They um, sign a clause on everything. They play games. The very first game is like red light, green light. Um, and it's like this huge doll. You've probably seen it before. There's like so many memes of it. Um, you basically have to freeze at red light or no, you yeah, freeze at red light when the doll turns to face you. You keep going at green light. You have to pass this line. And the very first game, like half the people are basically eliminated because they're like, what the fuck? You kill us here. They legit like shoot you on the spot um, if they catch you like moving at all. Um, so then half the people die and then they do a vote. People leave. And then um, eventually they're like, wait a minute. I want to play again. I realize that life sucks compared to the games, because if you lose, you get a million won sent to the family, your family, which is like not bad. And these people are so in debt that they have loan sharks after them. And loan sharks in Korea will like take your organs and stuff and like sell that stuff. So it's kind of like ugh, either keep hiding and running from loan sharks or risk your life, play this game, and then at least your family gets a million won. So basically you play five games, winner takes all. And yeah, that, that's, uh, that's how Squid Game is. And there, it turns what? out there's like rich people running it. Ah, very Hunger Games style. Yeah. <laughs> Um, why do you think it's so popular? Um, I think it's really popular because, like, anything dystopic is, like, very in. There's another show called Alice in Borderland that was very similar premise, too. But I think um, it's more probably gory. Squid Game is, like, you can tell it's fake. There are some scenes I turned away from. But I think it's very popular because the aesthetics, like, the creative art director is amazing in, in this. Like, I don't know... I don't know how they came up with it, but it's just so beautiful. Like every single scene. It's great. Um, it has like really cool elements of like spookiness in there. And the characters are just like chef's kiss. Like there's so much, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it, they're just like, they're, they're very like real to you. Like you see so much growth and everything you see, you see really cool people that you would die for and you wouldn't die for. You also mentioned something about, like, a Filipino actor or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. So my friend Gabby is Filipino. And she was telling me that this show is very popular in the Philippines because, um, so in Squid Game, there is a Pakistani actor uh, or character. And um, he, in real life, he is best friends with this Filipino person. So the Filipino person came from the Philippines and visited his friend on set. And... Um, the director kind of yelled at the Filipino guy and was like, what are you doing? Like, you're not in costume. Like, what are you doing on set in your outdoor clothes? And the Filipino guy was like, well, I'm just visiting my friend here. And then the director was like, well, okay, well, we need more people in the scene. So get into costume. So then he's an extra in the scene somewhere. And Filipino people like freaked out about that. And that's why it's so popular in the Philippines. Huh. Would you do it? Like if you received an envelope to get invited to this do you think you would no <laughs> what if you were like severely in debt uh i would immediately die i'm not good at any games as a kid i was always chosen last <laughs> but they're not like physical games right no, they're like they're like physical games like oh, red okay. light green light one of them is like um it's like this hard candy thing you have to like cut out the shape in this hard candy before the time runs out without breaking the shape um, another game is, it's kind of like you, it's kind of like musical chairs, not musical chairs, but you have to like jump on the glass to see which one breaks. One of them is tug of war. One of them is yeah. actually squid game. It's a Korean game. I don't really understand the rules of it. But yeah. So no. <laughs> uh, no, I would die and I would be the first one. I would die from red light, green light. <laughs> <laughs> what is red light, green light? Wait, you never played that as a kid? I don't think like, so. I like uh like what time is it Mr. Wolf kind of thing? Oh, so you can Oh, right. Is it the thing where it's like when it's green light, you can you go, go as far as possible yeah. and then yellow light is like you No, there's no yellow light. There's only red oh, okay. light. Red light is okay. freeze, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Okay, yes. Yeah. They kind of have so the minions, they have a hierarchy. There's square, triangle, and circle. So the square kind of controls things and then the triangles, everyone has like this cool mask and like their shape is on it. Um, and like, yeah, the triangles and everything will just shoot you. And like those minions, if they show their face, they're killed immediately. 
So they're basically child soldiers, I think. Because one of them reveals their face and he looks like a child. Oh, no. Yeah, it's very fucked up. But there might be a season two. They might get more into Squid Game. Yeah, I mean, it's been... It's like the highest grossing show that Netflix mm-hmm. has ever done. So Yeah, the creator spent like 10 years making this. Like, it was rejected so many times before someone finally picked it up. There was like a thing that I actually saw on Reddit that was like, oh, this guy like was so broke and everything before Squid Games and it got rejected so many times. But it like he w- he had like a lot of like other shows or movies out before like even <laughs> Squid Games. Like he was pretty rich before like he was like accredited director heck? before wait it, i saw this thing where like he had to sell his laptop yeah that's apparently fake what the fuck <clears throat> who's making up these lies about this poor man because everyone likes like a sad origin story right? like you, yeah like you want to see the rags to riches so like yeah. everyone does the whole like oh like you know, you got to hustle, you got to work so hard and like just to have yeah. it and then eventually it'll pay off. Oh my God, you're right. He has, I guess he's like, hasn't been in like really big things. I think he only yeah. like really got his shot in 2007. But that's still like more than 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's the yeah. around the time like he was pitching um, Squid Game. Don't believe everything you see on the hmm. internet. Oh, wow. The famous guy in Squid Game was also in his very first movie that he directed. So that's how he got him. This one oh. Korean actor has, like, made it to Hollywood. Like, in cool. the States. Like, he was in The Magnificent Seven, G.I. Joe, both of them. He was in Red 2. Um, yeah. Oh, is he the bad guy in Red 2? Yes. Like, the one that goes, like, and tries to shoot him? Yes. Oh, cool. I know who it is then. I love red. <laughs> red 1 and red 2. Oof. Chef's kiss. Um, Squid Game, great. I recommend it. Um, it's not funny in the slightest. <laughs> so I don't know if you will like it. Yeah, I mean, like, we've talked about this. I have this, like, I watched Saw way too early as a kid, and then I had nightmares about the puppet for, like, the next, like, 10 years of my life. And the whole concept of it really terrifies me so i don't think i'm gonna watch squid games but jordan's mom did and she really liked jordan's mom watched it that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) he came home and his mom was like oh like have you watched squid game and he's like no have you and she's like yeah it's really good people are actually commenting about how like like what a 180 we went from like 2020 how everyone was like anti-asian and like covid stuff and now in 2021 everyone's like simping over like that one guy in squid game the really hot guy who does the game not only that but like the rise of like k-pop in like western Mm -hmm. uh i guess media like people love k-pop like the try guys constantly drop the fact that they like bts in their videos (laughs) don't cancel us we love bts (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly that's that's what you have to do like in the because like if you do that you get a small chance that like a bts army person might actually pick up the video and watch the video and like tell all their friends kind of thing so like everyone's simping over k-pop everyone's like loving squid games like what a 180 from last year Honestly, yeah. Um, yeah, we we love BTS. Um, BTS sauce from McDonald's. Nice. Yay. Don't cancel us. <laughs> I did like the sauce. Anyways. It's okay. <laughs> I'll say uh, that. No, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> okay. So next topic is Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram was down all were like parts of yesterday for a long time like i think it was over an hour that it was down for and it was kind of a coincidence because uh old product manager as maggie might have mentioned uh did a 60 minute interview that came out very recently where she was smuggling information when she was working at facebook still and it just seems like a big coincidence that 
all the stuff is coming out about Facebook and then suddenly there's an outage. I'm sure it's very unrelated. Like I'm sure it was just like a pure technical issue. They're spinning it as it was a technical issue. Um, some people, there's a conspiracy that they were actually attacked um, because their domain went up for sale um, for a bit yesterday. Um, they're saying it's a technical issue though, but this is actually, I think the third time this year mm-hmm. that all their services have went down and this is like basically never happened this consistently before like as a person who doesn't use any of those services anymore i was so unaffected i didn't even know what's happening (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's funny nick messaged me on signal and he was like at least we have signal now and i was like you could have just texted me <laughs> at least we have signal i i didn't didn't have any interruptions i was completely fine i could talk to everyone i wanted um it was great but a lot of people were like oh, freaking out they're like this yeah. is a conspiracy you're silencing my uh voice or whatever like that i just can't access facebook i'm sure all the left people on the left can access facebook and stuff. how will people do their research now <laughs> <laughs> that was also said a lot um but i guess it's like the bigger picture here is the whistleblower and all the stuff that Mm -hmm. like all the bad PR that Facebook has been getting recently about it being toxic to like kids and teenagers with like um like body image issues mental health issues they're like the whole I think it's like it's a platform that also does like trafficking um for traffickers I guess I don't know what they're (laughs) called I think there's a name for them but I don't know what they're called human trafficking human tra- but it's like i thought there was like a name for them but anyways and then there's like like studies that they're like that is like studying facebook that are being shut down because it's like revealing information that um facebook doesn't want the world to know even though the world kind of already yeah so so the product manager i just had to look up her name francis hogan former facebook product manager so she went on a 60 minute interview um and she was basically saying she joined because she joined from like former big tech companies. So she, I think Google, Yelp, um, Pinterest, whatever it is. So she was very familiar with like the social media s- landscape and was like, I joined thinking this was going to be like such a great journey, so ethical and everything. I stand for a public service. That all seems like mumbo jumbo to me. Like, yeah, okay, sure. And then she was like, the more I was learning, like the more I stayed on at Facebook, the more I learned that the higher ups at Facebook were covering things up. And she had reason to believe that um, they were intentionally hiding information from investors. Um, So she reported it multiple multiple times to the SEC in the US um, and it went ignored to the point where, yeah, she had to smuggle information um, at work, which is, yeah, you should be sued for that. I think Facebook has every right to sue you um, and you would probably not recover financially if they sued you. Um, And even when she resigned, she took so much information with her and released it all and she's going to appear before like the u.s senate also side note the u.s senate is full of like very old people who do not understand lingo i don't know if you guys have seen this video going around but it's them talking to i think a representative at facebook about finsta and they're like do you promise to take down finsta and the person is like i don't understand the question we cannot take down finsta it's an alternative account that people use to it's like a secondary account like for them to hide private information and this old guy is like do you i don't understand what you're saying right now do you want promise to take down finsta <laughs> so it's like both sides right now how are we going to come to any conclusion yeah i think it's it's a lot it's going to be a long hard battle because like facebook it, they own so many like social like social media apps like they're such a big company it's like, like to see them fall would be like seeing google fall yeah I don't know what I would do without Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram. I mean, I had TikTok and Reddit yesterday. This is why, guys, you need to diversify your social media platforms. (laughs) I was fine. (laughs) Honestly, I have Twitter, Reddit, TikTok. How bad? I was in class. So I didn't actually notice anything was happening. (laughs) None of my Um, WhatsApp messages were going through to my mom. So I was like, what is happening right now? And I just texted her instead. And she was like, hey, can you fix my WhatsApp? And I said, no, I cannot. (laughs) 
apparently there was like on reddit they're saying like this guy works at t-mobile and he was like the entire day i just kept getting calls from people and i repeat the same thing no it's not just you no it's not t-mobile facebook is down <laughs> like maybe this is for the best um yeah so you didn't do anything with all that free time you had I mean, it was during work hours, so, like, <laughs> it wasn't... I don't really, like, go on Instagram a lot, actually. I think I just go on TikTok the most now. So you can slowly wean yourself off of all the Facebook apps. Yeah, I think I just mostly use Messenger. And I like to use Facebook to see all the updates, but everyone keeps getting married and engaged, and it kind of freaks me out. That's why I don't have it anymore. I mean, you send those to me anyways, and I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, they're so young. And... <laughs> Yeah, very, very interesting. Very spicy. I can't wait for like another year when all this stuff about Facebook is finally revealed. All the bad unethical stuff they were doing. I mean, we already know that they sell our private information. What else could they be doing? Do you think they're actually involved in human trafficking? I, I, I mean, at a minimum, they're complicit. They gotta be doing something else. Something super dirty that, that she reported to the SEC while she was working there good for her i hope she doesn't accidentally die oh my or god suicide oh my god yeah that's very brave of her yeah. but i wonder like yeah is she doing it alone or i'm sure she has like some people behind her who prefer to stay anonymous but good for her for being the face like she might be times of times person of the year next year yeah for taking or down like a huge thing. Yeah. That sucks. It's this is it's like the it's such a moral dilemma. It's like like do you risk your life to save like countless others kind of thing? Trolley problem. But I'm also thinking of the repercussions of this too. Like I mean, I'm sure she doesn't have to go back to work, but if she ever decided to join a company again no one can trust her because they're like oh well you did all this when you were working at facebook like how do i know you won't do this to us yeah i mean if companies weren't so shady yeah then this wouldn't be an issue but i mean they are and she's probably never going to be able to work again i mean she could just buy like she could just uh write a book and sell it that's what monica Lewinsky did monica Lewinsky's really milking it right now like there's a there's an american <laughs> horse no there's like going to be a show about it. Yeah, I mean, there could be a show about her. I mean, I like, I guess that's kind of her next step. Then, like, write a book, be a public speaker, or stay out of the public eye forever. Yeah, because you are never going to be able to live a normal life again. Or pull an Edward Snowden. Yes, move to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Where to see? Actually, wait. Are you even allowed Facebook in Russia? No, wait, you are. So. You are, yeah. Yeah. Not nice. China, though. Not China, no. Yeah. Okay, so next thing. The couch guy from TikTok. This is a video that Maggie sent me um, sometime last week, and I watched it, and I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but we'll play the video. So funny for you. Um, for context, uh, for the listeners out there, it's basically this girl decides to surprise her long distance boyfriend. She comes in, someone is recording her from the back. Um, and you see that the boy, the boyfriend is on a couch with three girls. Um, so he didn't have like the, you know, reaction you'd expect. Um, he just kind of like smiled, like half heartedly got up and hugged her. Um, a lot of things were happening in this video that you kind of see people zoom in on. Um, people are saying that you can kind of see her fingers, like a, one of the girl's fingers, like around the guy's back. Another one was saying like a, the girl, one of the girls next to him was holding his phone. And when he was smiling at his girlfriend, he was discreetly taking his phone back from one of the girls. Um, and like the girls in general, they did not seem to like get up or smile or anything. They just were like 
kind of nonchalant about it like oh it's just her um and one of them like kind of moved over to make space um so i don't know like what's going on but everyone has been criticizing couch guy and it's they're getting so much hate and i feel so bad for them because they're like what like 18 19 whatever in university and people are like examine his relationship they're telling her to break up with him they're telling couch guy he's a piece of shit that kind of thing and all from like this little video of him not reacting well i will say though that i think something shady is going on uh <laughs> because i've seen so much analysis now i'm brainwashed a little bit <laughs> i mean you know okay from an objective point of view i think it's nothing from if I were to keep overthinking it, then I would have thought something. But um, so the girl, the girl who posted the video, like the girlfriend was like, those three girls on the couch are actually like, I'm friends with them too. Like I've known them for a year now. Like everything's cool between us. Like it's okay. But other people have been reacting to that TikTok and they're like, listen, if they were your real friends, they would have like hyped you up. They would have been like, oh my God, you're here. Or like jumped up or like like also got up or like did something or like look happier but there was one girl on the back of the couch she like had her hood on she just like glanced up at the girlfriend and then glanced back down on her phone like made no effort to kind of like get up so i'm wondering like i don't know what do you think like what would you have done if you were the girlfriend in that situation and jordan was sitting on a couch with three girls it'd be like bitch be happier to see me yeah actually i i did say that to i said you wouldn't be this happy to see me you'd probably have the same reaction as couch guy um i think it's like i okay so i watched the video i didn't think anything was wrong with it i got jordan to watch the video he didn't think anything was wrong with it he was like you know the guy was a little slow to get up but like, other than that like it was fine and like it could have just been the guy was in shock like oh wow like you don't know how this person processes his emotions like maybe he is just a very low-key chill guy who like just is very low energy and like this is he was like just so in shock and that's how he processed the moment like you don't know what happened after the camera turned off maybe he was like super excited or maybe like the girls in the background were just not happy about the camera being on them and everything and it's like there's like just so many things and it's like yeah. nothing in that video was like hey like this man is cheating on the girlfriend like the only thing was like you should be like oh maybe you could have been a bit happier to see her but yeah. also he could have been in shock so i can't blame him for that either yeah um but you do kind of see fingers on the guy's like back um it's not like it's not always in part. So the girl did make a video about that. And she was like, I don't, I didn't see fingers. Like I zoomed in on the video. You don't see fingers, but she zoomed in on the wrong part of the video. If you zoom in on the, the earlier part, you kind of see fingers like slipping, slowly slipping away from his back. And I asked Nick about this. And I said, if there was a guy who had his finger, like hand on my back, would you be sus about it? And he said, yeah, I totally would. I would not be happy. And I was like, oh, interesting. Because I don't know if, I don't think I would care if there was like a girl's hand on your back. So maybe it's like, would you care if a girl's hand was on Jordan's back? I guess it depends on the context. Like it yeah, was like, yeah. a, oh, this is, I'm just going to stroke your back. I'd be like, that's a little bit sus. Oh, wait, but like, okay, yeah, good point. But if it was just like, a, oh, like I reach for something hand on back, or if mm -hmm. it was just like a pat on the back kind of thing, I'm like, I don't care. Like it's really just about what the intention is behind it. And also it could just be, she was just very flirty like we don't yeah. know so that's why like, they were like her hand was on his back and then she had his phone so that's what people were saying in that's what people are duetting i mean overall like it you're right like you don't know the full story you weren't there like you're only seeing kind of like a poorly shot video um but there have been a lot of parodies of it and it's been very funny and this like a lot of girls too were posting when they surprised their long distance boyfriends and they were like look this is how it should be and it's like very almost like over exaggerated like it's a lot i don't know if i would react that happy either i don't remember the last time i was that happy um but there was also people who posted like their ex-boyfriends reacting to it like boyfriend at the time and he, they were just like completely shocked they're like oh what are you doing here and to the point where the girl was like can i come in <laughs> 
<laughs> That's why it's an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, you were supposed to convince me that he was for sure. I know, I was going to, but then I just like, I felt so bad because me and Nick were watching more of it last night and I was like, I don't, I don't know. I do think the parodies are funny and I do think the... I do, I do like the, so can I come in? <laughs> um, but I think, like, Jordan would kind of react in the same way. Like, I don't think he'd be that excited. He'd just be like, oh, shit. And be like. We need to put this to a test. We will go long distance. Send our boyfriends far away. We will not see them for two weeks. And then we will go surprise. Wait, when you surpri- when you came to see Jordan. Yeah, he was just like, hey. And then we hugged. And then it was it. Well, you didn't surprise him. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he knew I was coming. But it was, he was definitely happier to see me the first time I came. And it slowly, progressively got a lot less happy. (laughs) Jordan, what the fuck? (laughs) Look at your girl. Okay. (laughs) Look look how great she is. (laughs) I think it's just more of like a, you just like, I don't know. Like I, I respect it. I <laughs> like it's just the newness wears off, and you know, <laughs> like for example, he cried the first time I left, and he never cried again. We're gonna make this boy cry. We're gonna kick his shins until he cries. <laughs> I've been trying to get him to cry again for the last two years, not in a malicious way, just because I'm like, because I cry over like so many movies like i cry so easily over movies so like i'm constantly just like tearing up but he never does and i'm like "Hmm, are you heartless yeah we were watching squid game and i cried and he was like we can stop watching we don't we don't have to watch this anymore and i was like how are you not crying you heartless monster Uh, but how would nick react I said that he would react probably very similar to Couch Guy. He would get up and be like, oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> and he said, no, I would not. I would be so happy to see you. And I said, mm, we'll put this to a test. Yeah. And he said, I do not want to put this to a test. Yeah, you know what? Don't see him for two weeks. And then you'll one day you'll be like, I'll come and see you, but you won't know when. <laughs> We're going to answer some of Reddit's questions. So, I can't find the thread to this. I've looked very hard, and I don't know why I can't find it. But I'm going to summarize it. (laughs) The gist of it was that it was a 23-year-old female who was moving in with her boyfriend, who I think was 30 years old, um, who has an 8-year-old daughter. She is completely fine with it, but her cousin and her sister are very much against it. The daughter does live with the dad most of the time like 80 percent of the time and then 20 percent with the mom and the concerns that the cousin and the sister have are are you ready to be a stepmom to this child because and sister of the 23 year old of the 23 year old yes yeah so it's like are you ready to be a stepmom are you ready to give up your life essentially for this kid like do you have other plans and she's like no well like i'm happy and everything what like um, I want to move in with him. So, what are your thoughts about this? Wait, how old is the boyfriend? I think 30. Oof. Okay, 23-year-old girl wants to move in with her 30-year-old boyfriend who has an 8-year-old daughter part-time. Yeah. Um, oh, like 80% of the time. Majority of the time. I mean, I guess it varies by each person, like... As an outsider who knows very little about the information, I'm kind of against it. Mostly because my initial thought is, whoa, 23, like you just finished school. Like you, I don't know, that's about the time you finish school. Like you're still pretty young. Like you're in your early 20s. That's kind of when you're trying to figure yourself out. Your 20s are, yeah, I think that's the time you're like setting the foundation for the rest of your life, right? Like you're building your career. You're figuring out what kind of habits an adult should have not be a chaotic like university student um but now you're just kind of you're you're jumping into like the teen pregnancy part in like a weird stage and like this girl this eight-year-old girl is like very she's easily influenced you know so like you are you ready to be a role model to someone to be yeah to be a stepmom to have like such an impact on someone's life like i don't know how long they've been dating like the boyfriend and the girl 
or how long they've known each other, whatever it is, but I'm against it too. What about you? I think they were together for like maybe like six months to a year, like somewhere, mm. like not too long. Mm, I'm a little against it. anything to do with kids. I'm like a little bit like ugh. mostly because like kids, you know, like if you break up, the kids screwed over. Yeah. I'm happy you mentioned that because like how I would see it is like completely from the kid's point of view. Like once you have a kid, it's really not about you anymore. Mm -hmm. And that sucks, but it is what it is. But so it's like, you have to think about it from the kid. It's like, are you, is the kid going to be okay with having this person in their life? And then potentially like a year or maybe like 10 years from now, not having this person in their life. It's like, do you really think that, this relationship is like strong enough that you um, could be like a good parent to this kid, but also um, not just leave this kid high and dry because you want to move on to the next thing. So it's like, I think it's really not about the relationship and how strong their relationship is. It's more about like, is this the best situation for their child? Yeah, that's a great point. Um yeah, I, I I really don't think it's a good call. Uh, do you yeah. really need to move in together after like six months or a year, especially when you have a kid? Like, is that just is that really the best choice? Just live somewhere close by. Yeah, and then if you do look at it from her point of view, she is rather young, and it's because the kid is with him majority of the time. It's not like you would just be like a part time parent. Or like you see the kids sometimes like the kid would become a prominent feature in your life and you would be the mom to this kid, yeah. whether you like it, or like whether you want to or not. And it's mm -hmm. like, are you going to resent him? Are you going to resent his kid later on if you're like 25 and you're like, oh, I want to move to Europe. And now you can't do that because you feel bad and you feel trapped because of it. Yeah. You don't really know who you are at 23. That's that's how I felt anyways. I still feel like I don't really know who I am at 25. So I can't imagine like trying to become a mom that young. Yeah. And it's different when it's not your kid too. Mm -hmm. But who knows? Maybe she's wanted to be a mom all of her life and she can't have kids. Or she's ready to start having more kids or have a kid of her own too. Yikes. Do you know what the majority of people said on Reddit? They basically just uh, said that maybe you should listen to your cousin, your sister, because you are very young. Yeah. Um, the next one. And this one, it was so devastating. And it's one of my, like, fears now. Um, it is... So my 40... my She's 48 years old, female, husband, 49, said he is no longer attracted to me and wants to sleep with other women. So I do have the thread for this, but I am still going to TLDR it because it is quite long. Essentially they've always been each other's best friend they tell each other everything he always relies on her for advice and stuff he used to like he took her everywhere um he's like this big shot like corporate lawyer they lived in new york but then they had a daughter so now they've moved more into the suburbs and he commutes um recently he's been staying late at the office more and more like even when he, like he's a partner now but even back when he was like a junior associate like he never had to work this late and never had to work this much so she has been feeling very bad about herself so she's like lost weight she's like she booked a personal stylist and everything um to get her new clothes like new lingerie and everything and they haven't had any intimacy for i think two years um and at what point her sister was like oh like you look great your new body looks like amazing i love your new wardrobe and everything and her husband chirps in well this person's wife who's like 35 can still fit into her wedding dress now that's and so she was very hurt by this the his wife and her husband back and was like no 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 like that's not what I meant what I meant was um I wish I could still fit into my suit and everything finally it got to a point where she would try stuff he would like basically deny her and everything and he told her that he is not attracted to her anymore 
um oh wait actually before that they went to um they went to some party i guess for his like law office and this very attractive like 24 very young like maybe 30 year old woman came over to him and started like talking to him and he started flirting with her and everything so she kind of like confronted him she was like are you doing anything with her like what's going on like why were you so flirting he was like no i'm not cheating on you but i am not attracted to you anymore and he wants an open marriage and he wants to sleep with college students and graduate students who are half his age and so she's feeling like extra bad about herself she's like i know like my hair has kind of gotten brittle it's been falling out like i don't look as like attract as attractive as like as i used to and everything but he still doesn't want to like leave me or break up with me he always calls me his like best friend and like i know like um he says he like he'll always love me and everything but he just wants to sleep with other people oh my god that is also my new fear now (laughs) (laughs) because it's like the reason why it's a fear is like i'm sure when they got married because they've been married for a long time they have like a daughter who's like eight or ten or something i like they were best friends they were probably like the perfect couple everyone was like oh my god like we wish you we were you guys but then like a few years down the road like he he completely changes does this whole like 180 and suddenly is like i want to sleep with people half my age that's so heartbreaking it's so like i read it and i was like I'm gonna cry. Is this this our future? Yeah, like how? That's the thing. I'm so afraid of like the unknown. Like, how do you? Because like you can change together and become better, or you can change in like different directions, kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And they changed in different directions. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the first step is like couples therapy. It sounds like it's much needed. Um, it doesn't sound like. I mean, it's from, like, her point of view, right? So maybe she's not completely faultless. Maybe she is, like, doing something that really bothers him. But I think that's, like, really important for them to have a discussion about, like, just lay all their cards on the table, go to couples therapy, try to figure it out. And then if that doesn't work, I think she should, I think she has to dump him. Like, for her own, like, for her own self, for her own, like, mental well-being and everything, if she's doing great, people are complimenting her on how great she looks, and her husband is the one who's like, "Well, this thirty-five girl could get it, and I want this college girl so hot." That's that's no. my biggest issue with that. Yeah. Like, it's not like, "Oh, I want to sleep with people my age." It's, "I want to sleep with people half my age." Yeah, that's kind of a sign of like a midlife crisis, or like something deeper oh. is midlife crisis. Something like deeper is going on, like barely deep rooted like when a teen to children they're not children but like they might as well be trying to sleep with them um yeah i think the fact that he was like very specific like college students grad students makes me kind of scared um i would it's kind of hard because like he's her best friend so yeah i'd say couples therapy not separate really even like even after all that you well, I don't want an open marriage, and I'm sure she doesn't either. I'm I'm just thinking if I was her. Couples therapy, yeah. and then if that doesn't work, we're going to separate. I, I can't do that. Um, He should be happy. Do his own thing. I'll support him. But I'm going to like live my life happy. I, sh- I shouldn't be with someone who doesn't find me attractive. Yeah, and I agree with that. And that is the totally rational thing to do. But for some part, like, so for some reason, I just, that's not how I see myself going forward if I was her. I'd be like so angry at like my husband i'd be like why 24 like why 24 year olds like why do you want to like why people so young like i don't think i could physically like grasp my mind around that fact like that just grosses me out so much because it's like now like i'm 25 so it's like Mm -hmm. maybe i'm past my prime of what he finds attractive but (laughs) (laughs) like go like being with a 50 year old right now is just not my cup of tea yeah and i would think it's creepy for a 50 year old to pursue me and think that i am attractive that's just my take you're fully welcome anyone else listening to be attracted to 50 year olds and that's okay but i like i i just can't grasp like 
I know I should do couples therapy. I know like I have a child with this man, but it's just like, I feel like being in this relationship is like damaging to my child more yeah, so than actually, if I were that's to. That's a really good point. Yeah, you're right. I keep forgetting about the child part. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I guess like super damaging to, yeah, your physical health, mental well-being, your children. This person is essentially like, he's a stranger to you now. He changed so much. Well, any couples counseling really fix that. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, that, but the rational thing to do is try to work it out because it may be a larger issue. Maybe it is a midlife crisis and this is how he's acting out. I pre would prefer if he just bought a sports car, but you know, yeah. um, <laughs> this might just be how it's manifesting and there mm -hmm. could just be that deeper issue. But it's like, ugh, it's so hard. Like, I just, I just can't. In that moment, I know I won't be able to think rationally. Bad. Mm -hmm. If this ever happens to me. Me too. But now I'm like, because we said it, is it, are we accidentally manifesting this? Is this going to happen? I'm just going to knock on wood and <laughs> pray that it doesn't happen. Let's hope so. Yeah. Well, thanks for watching this depressing episode of Apologetically <laughs> Me. <laughs> That's so funny. Even when we signed on, you were like, Maggie, are you okay? You sound kind of sad today. I, that just means I influenced this episode to be depressing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Maggie's usually so like, she's singing, she's like humming. She's just so cheerful. And today she came on, she was like, oh, hey, yeah. And I was like, are you okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not after this episode. <laughs> now no even harder. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in. Go follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Maybe just Twitter and TikTok in the future. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Go listen to us on wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube if you want to see the full effect dramatic videos that we insert the wonderful pictures and come back next Thursday for another episode of apologetically me where we promise to be a little bit happier, but not that much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>